Listener Production. You're listening to Darling Shine, a podcast by myself, Elodie Pullen, and me, Chloe Fisher. A place where we ground womanhood's unspoken experiences from grief to fertility and everything in between. Join us while we transform our pain into power, encompassing all emotions ugly and beautiful. Darling Shine is your chosen family and your survival kit for the unexpected shit life throws at you. Well, 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 what the hell? What a year. I know. I was actually a little bit nervous that we weren't going to make it for a split second there, but... (laughs) 48 episodes. I'm so proud of us. Last year we did 12. And then we came in this year with such a bang that we our ratings went straight back up even though we barely recorded last year. So like, what the hell? So fucking proud of that. And I, I it doesn't sound like a lot. Like 48 episodes sounds like nothing. But when you're always traveling, I have a kid and like literally so much other work going on that I, like, it's crazy that we do fit it in actually and we make it work. And I've I've thoroughly enjoyed it, especially like the last few weeks when you, like you've been home for a few weeks and well, you're in Tokyo now, but you were home the last few weeks and it was just so fun. Like I think we had a really nice, cute little like, we've, we, we tied a bow on a perfect year, I feel, because the last few weeks we really brought it back together and we were like love and working together and it was epic. Like I literally miss you right now because you, you've been gone like four days and I'm like really missing you. Even though it's been a rocky year, sister. I, I think that you just not, like described that so well. I think we we ended it with a bang. It was definitely a, a strong start, rocky middle, and end with a bang. But <laughs> do you know what the rockiness was? It was that we wanted to have fun in Europe together. That we were like, "Fuck, do we have to work? Have a podcast?" Uh, they say it's going to be easy. They say, but then oh, you man. don't. You very much underestimate how much work goes into creating a podcast. And I actually take my hat off to people who are produce it themselves because oh, holy shit. That. And before we even get into this episode, I actually want to give a massive shout out to our producer, Carly, who is an absolute yes. angel. Uh, we could absolutely not do this without her. The poor thing mm-hmm. deals with fucking tech issues every single episode. And it's kind of laughable now because it's every episode, there's something different that goes wrong. And it's so funny. Like I was just with Paul then and I was like, quick, you got to get out of the room. Like I got to record a podcast. He's, I was like, it's all oh, just be an hour. He's like, yeah, so three hours. It's never just an hour. Literally. And I'm like, yeah, you're not wrong. But anyway. Carly said to me the other day, there's got to be something to do with the energy around you too. Like Chumpy's always fucking with the technology or something is happening because for some reason, it takes us 40 minutes every time we want to set up and do an app, like just plugging shit in and making sure the sound works. Why in the 21st century is it so hard? I'm sick of talking about the tech issues we have. I think that it's important that in 2024, our in of 2024 is going to be project positivity into our tech because I feel like we've manifest these issues every time. So I, mm. I'm all about the manifesting. I reckon we need to not, like, this gets left behind. 2023, tech I don't gets manifest left tech behind. issues, trust me. Oh, I mean, I'd make it 10 times less. I just stay out. Um, my, my kid's upstairs asleep and I am not manifesting 45 minutes of tech issues because she's about to wake up any minute and this episode's going to get cut short, so it's going to be awkward. <laughs> so we better wrap it up. Okay, let's get into... What is your shit and shine? Now, if you want, Chloe, you can choose your shit and shine from the entire year of 2023 or just from the last week. 
there's a few things. I feel like the, the 2023 is a really hard one. I've been trying to think about that and there's been so many massive moments for us. Um, yeah. Shine would be that I'm in Tokyo right now and I have to say it is one of the best cities in the whole entire world. I, I forgot how fucking good it is. We have just eaten our way around. We've like the shopping's incredible. Oh, yeah. It's tax-free shopping. The yen's actually quite down at the moment, so it's quite cheap for us to shop over here. There's so much to talk about Tokyo. I don't even know if you want me to even talk about it, but like the food here is insane. We've gone to some incredible restaurants, like the sushi is so fresh. We went to this place called Wagyu Mafia last night, which was like an insane experience. It's actually a members only restaurant, which our friend got us into. And it was like a show and it was just, it was so much fun. And then... Mafia only? What What kind of crew is this? It's bikies. No, no, no. It's called Wagyu Mafia, the restaurant. And it's like a membership only. So you can't just make a reservation. Like you actually have to be a member. That's what the name is of the restaurant. Lols. I swear like five days in Tokyo is absolutely not long enough. Um so we have to come back here next year. It is so... I'm coming for sure. Have you been here before? I've never been to Japan. And because I want to do shorter travels next year, Japan's kind of on my list. But Well, it's pretty yeah. cool here, like cold here at the moment. So that would be my shine. That's just the best. It's just so good. I can't, I can't recommend it enough. I've been salivating over the food in your stories. Mate, so I am feeling full. So much ramen. And the best thing about it is so many of the restaurants are like little hidden gems. They're just holes in the wall. Like I live on Google Maps here and you just find like the top rated ones and you pop in there and it just like they're little restaurants that only hold like five or six people and you just sit around like it's like a teppanyaki style. It's not teppanyaki, but like that kind of thing. You sit around the bar area and they just pretty much serve you. It's fucking amazing. And what would your little shitsy be? So I feel like my shit... Not much has really happened this week that would be a shit for me because I, I feel like I'm really loving being back on the road. Um, my overall shit of the year, I would probably say, is that I started this year pregnant and had a miscarriage. And so that would probably be my shit. And obviously there's so much that has happened, like me having surgeries and stuff like that. But that would definitely be my shit, having my fourth miscarriage for sure. 2023 started off shit, but I can't believe we're already in December. It just like blows my mind. I've like been looking back and just going, holy shit, so much has happened. Kind of pisses me off how quick it goes. Like I know. It just I don't remember time ever going this slow when I was young, but I guess I always hear as you get older, time just starts going quicker. So I'm I'm freaking out. I'm looking at Minnie and she looks like she's 14 already and I'm like, I'm, I'm so over it. Slow down. And so what would your shit and shine be of the week? Okay, so my shit would be, oh, my shit would be actually that yesterday mum, Minnie and I were in Brisbane and we're eating lunch and Minnie starts choking. Oh, we haven't had too many choking hazards. Like she's just so good with her food. Luckily and holy fuck, I like, I literally, I don't, this could be triggering, but fuck, I, I was like, I really was having a meltdown. She was trying to get it up herself. And then I was like whacking her on the back. No luck. She was, I, I couldn't see anything in her mouth either. So I was like, fuck, there's nothing to grab. Like it's whatever it is, it's stuck. Like it's like far down. 
So obviously I got her out of her chair, like literally flipped her upside down. I'm holding her, whacking the shit out of her back. And thank fuck, this string of, like, so there was all this mushy tomato, not mushy, but like tomatoes that were super soft on on this plate, but they were like those really big tomatoes sliced, but they were super soft. But I guess the skin on the outside was just like, ended up being this one long string that went all the way down her throat. And so like this whole big string, like a spaghetti of tomato was just coming out. And fuck, it was, it was just so, so frightening for me. I've, I, I've had one other choking thing with her that wasn't nearly as bad. This one just rocked me and I had to go and speak in an event after. And I was just, you know, when your heart's just racing. So... That was a bit of a shit, but luckily I did my little first aid. Um, How do you stay calm in that situation? With, yeah. I mean, I don't stay calm. I was like, mum, I'm scared. Mum, I'm freaking the fuck out right now. I'm freaking, I can't, I can't. Like, And she's kind of going like looking at me and she can't make a noise and you can see her going like trying to get it up. And I was like, holy shit, like this thing's not coming up. Um, like, And like what, a, this probably literally lasted five seconds. Well, no, like 10 seconds, but to me it lasted fucking 10 minutes at the time. But no, I just, I always just get her straight upside down and just start belting her back like I'm talking. I've, no, I'm not gentle. And thank God this tomato just fell out, like came out slowly. Like it was like a train of tomato. Heavy. Oh, so that rocked my socks off. And then, yeah, had to just kind of be like, thank God she's sweet and get on with it and go and talk at this event. And then my shine would be, Oh, my shine would maybe be this week that I went to my favourite clairvoyant. Well, no, I have a few favourite clairvoyants, but one that's really epic, that's local. Her name's Kathy Corby. Everyone on the coast usually like knows her. She's in Benora Point. And um, I went to her on Monday or Tuesday and holy shit, she was just insane. She just, like she said so much about, I've already told you off air, but Chloe, like she said so much about you and it's all so exciting. And like next year for us is going to be massive individually and like together. And she just was so bang on with a million things. She was telling me like, she, and like, I didn't do any talking. She was just te- like, and when I went to jump in, she's like, no, 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 I'm telling you. And so she'd be telling me stuff about just before my dad passed away and like, or like just things that make sense now and like stuff like I was communicating with my dad and it was, I needed the closure and stuff. And then, yeah, Chump like has stuff in store for me. She's like, he's got like these two guys for you and stuff. And I'm like, so not ready to be like in relationships. And I was like, can't I just like, you know, muck around. I don't want to be serious. And she's like, nah, next year you're falling in love. And I'm like, ah! <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, but like, she, like yeah. anyway, usually I take all that shit with a grain of salt, but everything she said was so bang on. She's so bang on about telling me stuff about my life and people that there's no way that she could know some of this stuff like with my dad's and like, t- she's telling me things like, you're moving next year. You're going to leave wherever you live and you're actually going to buy and sell something and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, how, like, you know, I I think I am gonna do, I am planning on doing that, and like she's just like so much stuff. And um, oh my god, she name dropped heaps of names that of people that are around me, or like in my vicinity, and like even lawyers that I work with, and like builders, people that I'm signing contracts with, and she fucking like was name dropping people around me and shit. Like just I don't know, yeah. So I feel like next year's just gonna be epic. And she was saying business stuff for you and me, and like me individually as well, and. All just going to be bloody rainbows and butterflies next year, sis. 
We've got big things coming, so that would be my shine. Well, it's on the horizon by the sounds of it. Yes. It was just the clearest. It was, I think I was in a really good place when I went into it and I wasn't one dot emotional. I was just taking it all in. And I think when you're very calm, they can read you way better. Yeah. And I just felt like it was a, such a good, clear reading. So that would be my shine, shiny, shine, shine. I'll have to make an appointment to see her. I haven't seen her before, so I'm dying to, to go. dying to have a session with her. I get a bit weird. Oh, you haven't seen Kathy, have you? No, I just get a bit, sometimes it's just hit or miss and I, I just feel like lately I haven't been getting ones that it like. I know. I don't, I don't know. Just been felt, I felt a little Ooh. bit off with my, with my clairvoyant. No, and sometimes you find a person like so amazing and so bang on and then sometimes it's just not exactly quite right. Like, you know, it's just it's just like the timing and the person for sure. Like, And I love how everyone's so different. Like some of them you can go in and record and it's really conversational and I don't know. And then some, like Kathy Corby, you go in, she kind of like doesn't do the pleasantries. So she's like, leave your shoes there. Put something on your hands, you rub them together. Um, where's your phone? Turn it off. Sits down, you sit there. She sits in silence, closing her hands, just like closing her eyes, just like, reading you for a while. So I don't I just love like the, just the so fucking weird and they all do it really differently and I love analysing how they do it and how, I don't know, but I just. It's epic when they do, when you're doing it in person as well. So I much better. I always love it more, more, more when it's in person. Oh, well, that sounds good for you. I'm fucking excited. So, well, do you reckon we should go over some highlights of 2023, darling? Yeah, yeah. I reckon we should do some highlights for sure. I've. It's obviously hard because you, you so, totally forget what happens at the beginning of the year. I was also just going through all of our episodes and Spotify unwrapped, all that stuff came out the other day and I was like looking at all of our, we've been, so many of you guys have been sharing like that you've been listening and we're your number one podcast and it's just like, it was so epic to see. It was actually our number one shared episode ever was the one with M. Kerry the skydiving oh, one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's pretty cool. It, it, I just love seeing all those insights and I, I've definitely been looking at all the, all of the um, Instagram stories that you guys have all been sharing and how much you guys have been listening. Like some of you guys have listened to so many hours of our podcast, which is, it's just so cool. Um, but anyway, so I went back and I was looking at all my different things on Instagram. It was pretty emotional because I feel like heaps of stuff went down this year. So for me personally... Obviously, as we spent New Year's, Christmas at home last year because Paul had his tour at the end of 2022, which seems like 16,000 years ago, but it was only a year. Literally, it was a year ago, which I would is love crazy. to do that again. That was the best freaking weekend ever. I know. And then we had our... We both shot the Mother's the Seed Mother's Day campaign together, which I thought was really cute. You did that like you so were featured special. in it with Minnie and your mom, and I got a little bit of a call up for one or two shots, which was so cute. So we love doing that. That was really, really, really special that campaign. Hey, and I think so many people just loved how we have our weird modern day family, like you and me and Minnie and like my mum and I don't know. It was really cute. Hey, Seed are the best. So good. And then we had a bunch of family holidays. We started off in Bali last year for Paul played two shows at Surveyor in Uluwatu. So we decided to have that as our, we kicked that off as our first family trip of the year, which was epic. Bali's like our second home. It's going to be our annual. We did so much this year. 
Bali will be our annual trip, I think. We've already booked it for next year. Yep. Spend a few weeks there together. And then we did Paul and um, Chris Lake headlined Coachella. Huge moment. So exciting. We got to go out there to the desert with all of our friends. We flew in one of my mates, Lauren, shout out to Lauren, for like literally 48 That's hours. That's a highlight of the year. Highlight of the year. Just got, yeah. it was so epic. to Like obviously you get to do it a lot, but it was so epic to have her there and let her experience like a tiny moment in time of like what goes down all year. So that was so fun. I literally don't think we slept for three days. You know what's really cool? The sheer amount of people in this world say when they go through with their friends at Christmas time or whatever and they say what their highs and lows are. Isn't it so crazy and beautiful to think how just how many people would say that their high of the year, highlight of the year was like seeing a Fisher show, like wherever it may be. But like that would definitely be so many people's highlight of the year. And like he does those shows every fucking day. The amount of lives he's making, like I just feel like those shows are a once in a lifetime thing and like, we're so lucky to see them all the time. They are, oh, every time I see one, I'm like, best night of my life. <laughs> like, they would be so many people's highlights. I don't think he realises how fucking special that is. So cool, hey. So cool. So after Coachella, we drove home at four o'clock in the morning and were absolutely ruined. And Elodie and Minnie flew in that morning. We got home. And I remember Paul and I finally got home, got into bed and I was like, just call us when you get to the door and I'll just leave my phone off silent and we must have just fallen into the deepest sleep ever because you, Elodie, I finally answered the, my phone. You're like, I'm at the door. Like I've been down here for like 15, 20 minutes but I must have kept on sleeping through my alarm which is so unlikely because I, unlike me, sorry, because I, I'm such a light sleeper. So that was pretty funny because we had just come off absolutely no sleep. Me and Minnie had been on a red-eye flight from Sydney to LA, rocked up, knocked on their door, in, got ourselves in a taxi, obviously, from the airport to their house in LA, knocked on the door, and these these have just gone to sleep. I'm like, fucking sick, can't wait to hang out today. <laughs> so then me and Minnie walked down into Venice, fucking just basically passively getting stoned from all the stoners down there at the skate bowl. <laughs> And you did Dr. Trav then too. Oh, we did Dr. Trav while we were in LA too. That was a really fun episode. We did relationship counselling, you and me. That was cute as. Which I feel like seems like forever ago. So long ago. Like when I was looking at the episodes and the order in which I feel like the beginning of the year and all the episodes we did at the beginning of the year seem like two years ago. But then like, I don't know, it just it just went really, really quick this whole year. And it, I don't know. Too fucking quick. And then we went to Disneyland, which is also a major highlight. However, I will not go back to Disneyland again, I don't think, because that crowd there, oh. those crowds are just actually rude. Tick, done. Proper rude. Minnie t- Minnie's ticked that off. She doesn't need to go back. It's like just, it's horrendous the crowds. I don't know how people do it. It was also the hottest day on the planet as well. And we're just like waiting in hour long lines for like to like go on the tea teacups or some shit. Tip if you go to Disneyland, pack your own lunch if you go to Disneyland. You can you're allowed to do that. And I would highly recommend doing that because you can't get into any even if you want to go and eat at a restaurant there, it's like A, you can't get in because there's so many people and B 
you've got to wait forever if you want to actually even sit in line for a restaurant. So, but I didn't know that you could bring your own food in there. So that's definitely what I would have, that's one Disneyland tip. And then we launched our Fizz Functional, which was, that went off. Oh, that went absolutely bonkers. I'm actually drinking some right now and then the flavours are getting even better. We're bringing more out, so. Yeah, we're doing a little bit of a rework with the Fizz. So watch this space. We're going to have a bit of a relaunch and exciting new flavours and the can will change slightly, I think. Um, but th- when's that happening? Is that happening towards the end of, towards, oh, I mean, it is the end like of the year. I think it's happening year. early next year. Yeah, it's happening early next year. So definitely watch this space. But we, Fizz Functional, bloody epic, non-alcoholic beverage that we launched. And then we did our Nat V collab. We shot that when we're in LA together. Yeah, we did this full campaign where we d- we've worked with. If you don't know who Nat, what Nat V is, Nat V is like a underwear, like lingerie label, an Australian label. Sorry, like what I needed to say. And we did like a collaboration collection with them where we did a bodysuit, we did like a mesh bralette and g string, and we did like a cotton bralette and underwear, and that's been selling super well. We just had. I think that we're like kind of coming to the, like there's a few units left, but we're actually, which is really exciting, working on a few new pieces with Sandy from Nat V. So there's definitely more to come in that space, which we're so excited about. We actually just saw some new samples the other day. Oh, which that's sick. Epic. It's getting better and better. So good. Buckle up for that one, Pete. Yeah, we love working with you, Sandy. And then we travelled all around Europe together. I spent like three or or I spent like two separate months in Europe with you guys, which was just freaking out of control, flying around everywhere, having way too much fun. Like it was just bonkers over there. And we worked heaps and, oh, honestly, what a whirlwind. That was like, I have genuinely, I never thought I'd have times like that. I feel so so blessed. Ibiza's for sure our little happy place when the, when we're all the four of us together. There's just... Yeah. Minnie really so fits in there, doesn't she? She loves it there. She's a bougie bitch, but it's just too far away. It's just a big problem for us because I'm already... I've got anxiety thinking about travelling with her next year over there. So I think... <laughs> not sure if it's going to happen. Hey, she's at that... She's going to be at a rough age for that. Don't you feel like you, like obviously one sense you don't want to travel with her, but then the other sense, don't you want to do all the travelling with her before she has to go to school? And while she is at the young, cool, fun age, rather than like being an actual kid. So what I hear is one is great, two, don't do it, three, don't do it, four, you can have chats with them. Hey, if you be really good for the next 47 hours on this plane, you're going to get heaps of ice cream, it's going to be worth it, blah, 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 and they understand it. Whereas at the moment she's like just shitty, pissed off, can't control her emotions. Like, you know, apparently this age it's like you can't really bargain with them, you can't explain, you can't like. So it's like, well, this is what people say. So obviously I do think that I want to get it all in before she hits school, but it just could be proper torture. (laughs) On the long ones, on the long ones when I'm alone. Okay, well, let's just... Let, let's just come back to that one and see if you sit if you sit at home or next year. I'd love to see that one. Fish is like, yeah, well, no, I won't sit at home because I'll go and do other stuff. Like even LA, that's not too far. It's like half the distance. Do you know what I mean? I can do, this is what I'm, I'm like, I'm really doing this self-talk thing. And I, I have so many other parents that come to me and they're like, we, we are two of us with one kid and we would never do that kind of travel. Like you're actually out of your mind. Yeah, but you're different to other people. I'm out of my mind, sis. 
And every time I'm on a plane, I go, don't forget this, this sucks. And then when I get there, I'll forget about it. <laughs> so, uh, so privileged, so blessed, so lucky. I don't mean to sound like a spoiled little brat and just complain, obviously. But um, mum's alone with a baby on a plane to Europe will fucking know. Yeah. Um, I feel like a massive highlight for myself and Darlene Shine this year was meeting Anna from Life Charity Focus. We got introduced to her. Was it this year or last year that we got introduced to her? It was end of last year. Yeah. And we've got to get her on to share her story. Yeah. Basically what happened was we wanted to sponsor some children and we wanted to not really pick one of those charities that the money doesn't go directly to the children, one of the bigger guys. So one of our girlfriends had worked with a charity called Life Charity Focus and we both sponsored, well, Elodie sponsored a child and then I sponsored a child as well. And then we spoke about it on the podcast and then within those like 24 or 48 hours of us chatting about it, every single child was sponsored. They'd had like an in, absolute influx of um, sponsorships and donations. And so we were lucky enough to actually meet Anna who was in town uh, last month and she's such a lovely, 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 lovely lovely chick and we got to hear about her story and we will get her on the podcast I think next year but like a long story short, when she was younger, her family actually sponsored a child through, I think, did she she say it was World Vision? And then this beautiful guy from Uganda literally became their brother. Like they just got really connected to him like online and they'd bring him over to Australia and they'd go and visit him in Uganda and they just formed like such a tight bond that when he got older, he was like, hey, we should do more with this and like set up a more family-run charity situation. Like Anna makes no money from this charity and she runs it all herself, like with her parents. It's her mum, her dad, her sister. Yeah, they are the loveliest family. They get paid zero dollars to run this charity and what they do for these children is it's actually insane and it's just... I'm so proud of our community in getting involved and sponsoring these children. And actually, we were talking about how people could get involved this Christmas and a lot of people actually send donations in for their children to have Christmas lunch and to buy Christmas presents for them because they're actually on ground in Uganda, this um, guy that they used to sponsor when they when he was younger. And they're physically buying these kids presents and giving yeah. them and making them these Christmas lunches and it's all so hands-on. Anyway, so she said a lot of children that either don't have sponsors or heaps of them miss out. So there's actually a way that you can go online and you can um, you can send in donations for the children who kind of get forgotten this Christmas. So that is a really nice way if you wanted to donate. Anna actually sent us the most beautiful voice note the other day and she said like, I can't thank you guys enough because we got the most generous donation ever the other day from a Darling Shine listener. So shout out to this amazing, beautiful person who donated $44,000 to Life Charity Focus because she'd heard of the charity, the organisation through us. Like, I don't think we can even comprehend just how many lives will be changed from that. Like, to buy bedding and to buy clothes over there is a dot of the price it is here and they don't have that money but we've given it to them and that, that is like just so game-changing for them. And it's so cute. They always send you, like, little, on on your birthday, they send you, 
handwritten notes and little photos of them. If you give them oh. a gift, like we bought them, like their textbooks and some like new bedding or a school uniform and they send you a photo saying, thank you so much, Chloe and Paul. Like we, we're so excited about our new school books. Like it's so cute. You feel so rewarded and you just know how much they appreciate it. It's so beautiful. And just to like recap what you said before, if you don't sponsor a child through Life Charity Focus, that's fine. But some of them don't receive any Christmas presents because a lot of people who do sponsor a child, they forget that they can buy them, put the extra bit in for a Christmas present. So if you can, go on the website, just the Life Charity Focus website. We'll chuck it in the show notes and just click donate. Chuck them 10 bucks, 20 bucks, like not even fucking $3. I think there's options as well that you can select to. Yeah, like a one-off transfer, just like a $5 or something just so one of the kids that missed out on a present can get one this year. Like, so that's a, a little good reminder. And like, just shout out to all you guys as well because there's so many initiatives that we kind of go on about all year and we're, we're so passionate about helping people and helping charities and giving back as much as we possibly can. And you guys, we couldn't do it without you guys, especially when we did our breast cancer initiative in October. I think we raised nearly $30,000 and sold nearly 800 t-shirts. And that's all because of you guys. And that all that money has gone to breast cancer, early detection research. And I, I'm really actually excited about what is on the horizon for us next year and what we can do with you guys more as a community. I actually, um, I know that you're on the Chumpy Pullin Foundation board, so you're on the board already of a charity, but I became a part of the Pink Elephant Support Network charity, which is a charity which is so, so close to my heart. It's early pregnancy loss and... It's been so crazy to be part of the board meetings and listening in. Like they go for a couple of hours on Zoom, but it, I'm so, there's so many big things. Oh, oh yeah, I know. There's the, the good old two or three hour Zoom board meetings. I love those. Um, but learning so much and it's so crazy. Have you felt like you've had a lot of input in the meetings or at the moment are you still just learning kind of? No. So like there's probably like 10 or 12 of us on the board and I would definitely be, like, there's a lot of men, which is actually really cool. There's, like, 50% men, 50% women. There's some of the men are from the States. Some Like, there's people from all over the world that are part of this board, and it's an Australian not-for-profit charity. And I do feel like I have a lot of input, and I have had a lot of input because, A, I'm young, and, B, I'm, like, actively have been going through this, whereas a lot of them have either got children now or haven't really experienced miscarriage and, and early pregnancy loss and stuff like that. So, yeah, I'm just really excited for next year. There's so much um, that I want to get involved in. There's a, there's a few really epic projects that are hopefully going to come into fruition. And it's just as well crazy to see, like, the back end and how like the finances work of like non-for-profit organisations and how much they really do rely on donations and like fundraisers and stuff because you just think, oh, yeah, people donate this money. But like, no, 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 they really, most of the people behind the scenes aren't really making that much money because it's all going back into resources for people. So, yeah, I definitely think that there's a lot more in that space for me next year, which I'm really excited about and excited to be involved in I'm that. so proud of you, um, So that was fun. That's so sick. Um, yeah, I just feel like there's just not enough. Like, people don't speak about miscarriage enough and especially in the, like, Australian, like, it's an Australian charity, but 
just like the government and just like not recognising miscarriage at all, like we put in, um, we submitted something saying that miscarriage should be included in the census, which... It's like that thing that gets sent out and you you say who lives under your roof and how many kids you have and all that stuff. And so obviously there's people out there having miscarriages and they want their, their lost child to be accounted for. Yeah, exactly. It's like basically just like this whole initiative about count our babies and like miscarriages are unaccounted for, which is just crazy because it matters and like as, and it got dismissed as well. So it's not in the census. So there's heaps more in that space that need doing, but we are getting more and more recognised by the government for sure. I don't even know how they get the statistics one in four will miscarry because if we're not even documenting or right, you know, there's how, how is the data like, it's not on any sort of government thing that you've mm-hmm. had like four or five miscarriages. Like what? Yeah. Isn't that crazy where they just yeah. pull these numbers from? Yeah, it's all done by like live birth rate and then like... a like, percentage or yeah, something. Yeah, I'm not really exactly sure how it's count. Yeah, so there's heaps more work in that space and I'm really excited about that. Do you know what else is really, really, really exciting? You guys would remember we interviewed Prue Craven who was born without a uterus. So then she had a uterus transplant, which was just like yeah. a very extremely rare surgery. And now she's actually pregnant. Like what? It was pretty much straight away as well. So after she did her uterus transplant, as soon as she got her period, she'd obviously, um, she did IVF. And I want to say the first round worked for her. And I think she's like 13 or 14 weeks pregnant, which is fucking yeah. epic. I'm so stoked for her. So shout out Go to Prue. Prue. If you haven't listened to her episode, Go back and have a little listen. So wild to think like someone else's uterus or someone else's heart can be transferred into another human being and then work. It just blows my fucking mind. Science, hey? Wow. Yeah, I know. So, so crazy. And it was her mum, her mum's friend's yeah. uterus. That's I know, so insane. So at the beginning of this year, we we went through a few ins and outs, things that we wanted to implement into our year and things that we wanted to get rid of, like habits or things that we do. Let's do a recap on them. I'm not sure what changed for me. Lol, I'm looking at some of them and I'm like, what the hell? So, Chloe, your ins were phone on a leash. How'd that go? Well, that for me is still, like, that's a Europe thing. I went well with that. I feel like everyone has phones on leashes in Europe. I like that. I don't use it as much because I feel like sometimes with a handbag and then that, it's just, like, a bit annoying. But when you're in Europe and you're at a club, it's super handy to have that on so you're not having to go in and out of your bag the whole time. So phones on a leash was a big in and a big yes for me. And same for me when I'm travelling. I never didn't have my phone on a leash. It was like a lanyard around my neck and then I have my bag with my passports and shit in it. And then I have my back, backpack with my nappies and stuff on. So I have three things attached to me at all times that I do not put down. And it just, I just always felt so safe and secure. I was never rummaging through my bag going, where the fuck's my phone? It was always on the leash. Bang. Just so, it felt so secure. So we stuck with yeah. that one. So we, we did really well to implement that one. Betty's Burgers. Yeah. In with that. Um, I'm still in with Betty's Burgers. I fucking love them. I actually had one the other day when what? I was at um, Rabina with Minnie. Did you? Oh. Yeah, I love Betty's Burgers. Was I Do there? not like them. I haven't, um, haven't no, had a Betty's Burger since that day that we had one in like January. So, I mean, whenever they're around, there's only like a few around. So if I'm there, I'm going to have one. But I don't know. Maybe that's just when I discovered them at the beginning of the year. Yeah. My last in of the year was eating organic produce, which is you- hilarious. 
I don't know where that came from, but I mean... No, but you actually were way healthy. Well, I just feel like whenever I actually have, when I can purchase shit organic, I will. I feel like that was like a change, you know, like instead of just being more conscious with my purchases. Like if I can go to the fruit and veg markets on the weekend and buy all my fruit and veg from there, I totally will. I've seen such a change in you like the last few weeks, honestly. <laughs> There's been times where I'm like, we oh, let's just go through drive through or let's just do this. And you're like, no, I feel like I want to eat something healthy and nutritious. And I'm like, what the hell? Like, who the fuck are you? Honestly, I love getting together with my friends and just eating shit. Speaking of... That was going to actually be my shit of the week. I had Maccas here in Japan because I was like, it would be rude not to try it because I, I just feel like I'm in this like era where I need to try McDonald's in like wherever I am. How are we not sponsored by Maccas, honestly? I got my cheeseburger and chips and everyone said that you have to try the apple pies in Japan. Um, I haven't had an apple pie in so long. Okay, my review, chips were not as good. I feel like I tasted like a pork. Yeah pork-like flavour pork in them. Like, I don't know, how are the chips cooked in Australia? they like, cooked in, like, beef, beef no, oil or some shit. Oil, probably no. just vegetable like, oil. Or, yeah, like yeah. Vegetable. Just, like, normal, a normal whatever it is in Australia. I don't know. I reckon it's cooked in, like, pig stock. Yuck. I don't know, some sort of stocky. It had a stocky vibe here in Japan. That's not it. I, I wasn't into that. Um, out and with then, that. Out with the fries here. Cheeseburger was... um. Just normal. I couldn't really. Actually, I reckon Australia cheeseburgers are better. The apple pie, so, though, 10 out creamy? of 10. It was really fucking good. It was so good. No, well, you know, the McDonald's apple pies have got no cream in them. It's just like a. Apple oh, I'm thinking of the pie custard ones. Deep fried. It was so fucking. No, nah, that was so good. So, yeah, that I was a bit disappointed. <laughs> so. The, the hype was there, but it wasn't it wasn't up to scratch with Australian Maccas. So shout out to Australian Maccas. You know what I'm so done with? What? I'm so done with our podcast not being sponsored by Maccas because the amount of fucking airtime McDonald's gets on our podcast, it's literally weekly and it's so embarrassing that this, this episode is not brought to you by McDonald's. <laughs> like, come on, Maccas, listen up. <laughs> In with the Maccas sponsorship next year, of, like, surely. It's actually funny because I feel like it's like a triggering thing. It's like one of those ones that's planted in your mind. I can guarantee you guys that one of you or actually a bunch of you in the next 48 hours are going to go and buy Maccas because you're going to crave that cheeseburger that I just talked about. A hundred percent. Also, can I actually just say an in, which is so funny, which I did here because I went to the shops the other day and I bought one of those um, Epi blades and I... Got it done a few months ago when I had a facial where they like got all the fluff off my face and I just got one here yesterday and I defluffed my face myself. That was a vibe. Should have seen how much fucking fluff. Do they shave your face off, right? So you like, I was like, oh my God, I can't believe how much fluff I got off my face myself. It was crazy. I had like a whole handful of fluff. And your skin, your, your makeup sits better, doesn't it? Yeah, so I, I was so surprised. Our producer just says, do you grow a beard? Like, does it... No, it just comes back like fluff. It's weird that it doesn't grow back spiky like my leg hairs do when I shave them, but I'm going to give it a go. About a month and a half ago, I got it done at the beautician. I was wigging out that my face was going to come back spiky. She's like, no, no, it just doesn't work like that. And so I found one of the EpiBlade things. I just walked past one of the shops yesterday. I'm like, I'm going to buy that and I'm going to do it when I get home. And I did it when I got to back to the hotel. And the layer of fluff that came off was pretty rude. In with shaving the face. So every morning, 
fish can shave his head and you can sit there and shave your face. No, not every morning. Stunning. Yeah, I'm in with the, I'm in with the shaving of the face. Ins with Crocs, 100%. I've been wearing Crocs 24-7, so is Minnie, so I love that one. So Head of the time. You were ahead of the time yeah. there. Minnie in with wearing hats. No, that didn't happen. She tried to wear, she wore a hat for like a minute yesterday, but she just doesn't like headgear. We've been riding a lot on the bike, on our Murph electric bike, the best bike in the world, by the way, so fun. You can ride it on the sand and shit. Um, and like, obviously, I strap a helmet to Minnie's face. So I think she's getting better with headgear because it's strapped on. She physically can't take it off. So she's getting a bit used to having something on her head, but hates her pigtails, hates any hats, hates any accessory on her head, just doesn't have it. So that kind of pisses me off because, like, I'm trying to protect her little face from the sun. Yeah, she's never been a hat girl. Outs. This is a lol. Outs. <laughs> I had out with gluten. Why was that? Why was I doing that? Can you talk me through that? Because I don't remember. You were trying to be all healthy and stuff. That's hilarious that you were going to be out with gluten. All you eat is bloody gluten. Yeah, that's random. I don't know where that come, that one came from, but it definitely didn't go out. I wonder what it was. Oh, was it something? I think someone said for fertility, cut out gluten, and you were like... If I got a dollar for something <laughs> everyone says about fertility, I'd be a fucking billionaire. Yeah, yeah. It's funny how many people give you their unsolicited advice. Like... I get a thousand messages a day saying, hey, just like let Chloe know that she should try this for fertility. I don't even pass it on to you because I'm like, okay, I know that they've obviously tried to reach her as well. And she's like, fucking probably already done it. It's probably like them saying, oh, I've heard of, has Chloe heard of acupuncture? And it's like, no shit, brother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Um, your other one was out with toxic products. How'd you go with the non-tox dolls? Well, I mean, I try and do that where I possibly can, but that's like import, like that's sort of like really difficult, especially when you're on the road and traveling yeah. and stuff like that. But I did like that the shampoos and conditioners and but you know what? At the end of the day, all of my changes are all based around fertility. And I swear to God that like my issue's not there. My issues do not lie within toxic products. They don't lie within gluten. They don't lie within organic produce. That like it it's none of the above. So we're just going to move on for trying to change all the fucking lifestyle shit. And then outs for me was Minnie throwing things in the toilet. That hasn't ended. That's still a thing that, that she very much enjoys. I'm literally so surprised my phone hasn't gone in there because often I'm like, Minnie, where have you put my phone? Where is it? And the first place I check is all the toilets and she's just jammed it down the side of some couch. And yeah, that's another thing I should say in with is for next year, putting my, leaving my phone on loud because I lose it 500 times a day and it's never on loud. It's always on silent, so I can never call it to find it. Yeah, if you have the Apple Watch, you can find it. Out with weeds, how is my garden looking was one of the dot points here. Actual lols because I thought I was doing a really good job. I got this guy to come over and do like cut down all my bamboo and like cut down heaps of palms and shit the other day, like do a big fat tidy up like $600 later. Fish comes over and he's like, fuck, the garden's looking shit. Do you want me to help sort that out? Like I'll get my gardener over to help sort it out. And I'm like, me and Chloe, Chloe's just like, shut up, fish, because she knows I, <laughs> I got a gardener over like literally yesterday, the day before <laughs> And I'm like, oh, fuck, it is looking shit. I just, like, spent a bomb on this guy that just came and, like, basically bulldozed the fucking backyard. Like, I don't think he had an eye for 
how the palms should look. It's like he just chopped everything down and left them like bare as a bloody, I don't know. So garden's not looking too good, but you know what? with the gardener. Do I have to do the gardens up before I sell? Because I'm just going to like, I'm look, I'm going to look to sell my house next year. So can I sell as is or do I have to make the gardens look pretty to sell? Well, I mean, if you're walking into a house, do you not want to see a pretty garden? Or do you just want to see... Yeah, jokes. I'll fix it up. A few sticks hanging out of the grass. <laughs> and then outs with sunbaking. Well, yeah, Minnie's at this age where I can fully not sunbake. So that's definitely out. I actually got a spray tan yesterday and... The other day after our raised lunch, Chloe and I went and sunbaked at Watergo's for like two hours and that was pure bliss for me. Chloe kept being like, all right, we should go. And I'm like, bro, this is my fucking time to shine. We are not leaving. It was like 5 p.m. I'm like, we are milking every dot of this sun. Because like, even when we're away in Ibiza, like I can't just lie there. It just doesn't happen. And that's one thing. It's obviously not good to sunbake, but just like lying there chilling on the beach without getting sand chucked at you and stuff. Oh, my God. I look at, like, clothes sunbaking or if I'm FaceTiming you and you're in Ibiza sunbaking and stuff, I'm like, I am so jealous. Not of the fact that you're getting a tan, just of the fact that you're lying there alone. (laughs) Uh, But then I know I'm saying that to someone that wants a baby, so it's, like, unfair and it's, like, obviously you want a baby and I'm, like, looking at you just going, I'd love to just lie there in the sun without someone (laughs) attacking me. Uh, were you saying that sunbaking was out because you didn't want to get like yeah. because of the skin cancer vibes yes. or are you just saying sunbaking was out because... I think I I think funnily enough I was saying... Because you f- love a sunbake. I love a sunbake. I would die for a sunbake. But I'm, I'm not saying because I want to fry myself. It's because I want to like relax, you know, and just lie there. But why was it your out? It was my out because I was conscious of sun. And I think um, now that I'm reading that, I think my thing was I want to be more like into getting spray tans and stuff to stay brown rather than like wanting to be in the sun and burn my little body. Because, you know, when we were younger, I used to chuck baby oil on and try and sizzle out there. And that's just so, so bad. So, yeah. I'm definitely in with the fake tan next year. I love a fake tan. That's that's good. Yeah, well, that that was why mine was an out. Like out with sunbaking, in with fake tan. And I definitely was a bit more in with fake tan this year. So I'm going to keep that up. Love that for us. So Carly's going to fire some questions away. Carly, fire away. What did you learn about yourself this year? I feel like I've ruled out heaps of ideas and things that I just thought I'd never do or never be or like I think I set boundaries like like I limited myself because I was very much like, oh, I'd never do that. And I'm doing, there's so many things that I specifically was like, I think even on the podcast, I'm like, I would never do that and I'm doing it. So... Never Say Never would be something I've really learned this year and just being more open to like, I can be quite a stubborn person and I'm trying to just like not attack and be on the defence all the time and just be like, learn how to take it on with an open mind and be like, mm, actually, that could be a possibility. Yeah, because I remember when you got asked to speak at the TEDx thing and you oh. were like, absolutely not, I can't do it, I can't do it, I can't do it. And now you're looking to... So I am. Do it. So yes, I cancelled it this year because I was too much of a pussy, but it's on the horizon next year. Love it. Wild. What about you, Chloe? What have you learned this year? About yourself. About you. What I've learned about myself this year, I was thinking about this this morning. I, I think like the number one thing for me is that like my health is my priority. 
it's no one else's responsibility. And that goes with out saying like about doctors and specialists and stuff like that. I'm very big about advocating for myself now and knowing what's right and wrong for my body. And also that my health is just not just about my food that I put in my body too. I feel like it's very much for me about my environment and about my community and my, about my people who are who, who surround me. So I've definitely had a big, a big shift in the way that I see myself and my health in 2023. And I'm really excited to like bring that into 2024. I made a few big changes and yeah, I'm super happy with it. I'm super happy that I trusted my gut and I, yeah, just massive about advocating for yourself and doing what's right for me. And then I guess that kind of leads me into another one, which I think would be like slow down and, and learn to say no. That's been a massive one for me as well. Living in such a fast paced life of go, 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 go. It's been really important for me to be able to actually say no to going to things like, no, I'm not going to this show tonight. No, I'm not going to this event. No, I need to sit down, listen to my body. I'm feeling a little bit burnt out. And even just social things as well, not even just in like in relation to shows when I'm at home, actually just saying no to things um, and doing me. And if that means I just want to sit on my couch that night and cook food for one and watch a movie, then I'm, I'm really enjoying that time of like, to be by myself sort of thing. Something that I learned is that like shit does happen in life and it's more about like the way that we react to these situations that determines the outcome. Oh, I love that one about us responding to situations. It's so true. Like we can control how how we feel. Yeah, and I think that I'm really working on that and it's sort of like it's inevitable. Shit's always going to fucking happen and stuff isn't going to go the way that you want. But I, I'm like really working on like taking a step back, taking a breath, like looking at it from both point of views and not really trying not to react unless it's completely necessary because sometimes it's unneeded stress that you don't need in your life and like you need to just try and look at it from all angles before you just like fucking fire away. I have definitely grown so much this year. I, I feel like yeah. I've done a lot of like learning and like a lot of like self-discovery and and also I think the number one thing for me this year is it's okay to not be okay and be vulnerable and and I've learned so many lessons on this podcast too with like there's so many highs, there's so many lows, there's so much sharing and you know, you can't please everyone, which is huge. I, you know, I, I feel like we go out there and you obviously want to make everyone happy. You want to say the right thing to everyone. But at the end of the day, you're not going to please everyone. You're not everyone's cup of tea. Like some people probably hate me. Some people probably hate Elodie. And like, that's just, it is what it is. You're just not going to be able to make everyone happy all the time. It's learning to live with that. And it's learning to like, read reviews and read feedback as constructive criticism and like that that's been a massive learning curve for me I think you mentioned about setting boundaries I've also been learning to do that this year with like specific people and that's been really massive and I've never really had that I've never really had to set boundaries with people before but in a weird way I've enjoyed it because I feel like I've like learned so much about myself that like I can do that and I can say no and I can be like, hey, no, this is what I need to do for me and, you know, I'm not shunning you out of my life completely but, you know, I need to take a step back. It's That was really important this year for me. Yeah, you've had a big one, Chloe. Heaps of things. Massive. Yeah, I've had a massive year. Elodie, what have you learned about Chloe this year? I have learned that Chloe thrives on communication 
and I lack that. We've learned each other's love languages a bit more because we've had a bit of couples therapy <laughs> and it's just been super helpful. So knowing that Chloe thrives on, you know, me letting her know that I really appreciate everything she does um, just in an acknowledgement point of view and like, hey, I'm across it and I see what you're doing and like you fucking are amazing and thank you so much. You're making my life so much easier. And by acknowledging that and by saying that out loud to her, it like fills up her cup and makes her feel appreciated and that she's, you know, doing this for the right reasons. In a work sense, that's what I've learned about Chloe this year. And like it's something that I should have known forever, but I guess like just knowing that and knowing that the way each other works, even though that that personally for me isn't what I thrive on, but understanding that about her and then like reminding myself to go and do that, that like not that I'm not grateful or appreciative ever, but like actually making it making a point out of it. And then, yeah, just in general, like everything you just said before, Chloe, like well, you have literally grown so much this year. You... I want to grow a bit more next year like you have in this year. You've honestly become so much more open, so much more like mature, so much more like diplomatic, understanding of other people's situations and like so generous. And I don't know, you've like literally, I feel like mentally you've come so fucking far and worked so much on yourself this year and it's like really paying off. And I'm like inspired by you. I'm like, I... I say I want to do these things that I don't do. I say I want to get fit. That was something I really wanted to do this year. I tried it a few times and didn't really succeed. I say I want to start meditating. Didn't do it at all. Like you're, you're, you actually did that. Like you meditated and, you know, I go through phases where I'll be like, oh, I'm going to ice bath heaps and then I just don't do it. Like I do it and then, you know, you've really been on this really healthy trajectory and routine and I'm like, you. I'm inspired by that. So... Yeah. You've taught me, I've learned a lot about you and Aww. you've taught me things this year too. So fucking go off, sis. I'm so proud of you. Next year for you, doll, this has got some <laughs> epic tings, I feel. Absolutely. You're so cute. What about you, Chloe? What have you learned about Elle this year? The main point on a business front is like learning our different love, love languages. It obviously stemmed from me looking into it with... Um, Paul, because I was just, I don't know, I just like, I love reading, I'm a freak. But I was like, oh my God, it just dawned on me. I'm like, yeah, we definitely have different love, langu- love languages with Elle and I. And I think that, that that's been like the number one thing that I've learned about Elle. And I think for me towards you is I've learned that I need to have a lot more patience and understanding and not be so reactive. And, you know, you've got so much going on and it's important that we both kind of find each other's strengths and find each other's weaknesses to kind of do the Darling Shine dance together so we're in sync rather than like butting heads and rather than um, trying to like not, like we're actually never trying to outdo each other. That's fucking one thing for sure. Like we're actually not competitive, (laughs) which is funny. I've never thought of it like that, but we are not competitive at all. Um, But yeah, I, I... I for sure take my hat off to you as like. I wonder why we're not competitive. Not in one no, thing really I can think of that I'm competitive. No, with I feel you like over. you're so out it's of my league funny. that I'm not even going to bother. <laughs> <laughs> no, but in in no, it's funny because we we work with the same brands a lot, but separately. Yeah, but and you stuff. never. There's not. There's never tension or shit around that. Like yeah. that's really that's that really weird. unusual. No, that is weird, eh? Yeah. There's no jealousy. There's no competition. There's no, yeah. Because you're actually just like 
so keen for each other to win. 100 no jealousy, although I envy yeah. you in your life in many ways. <laughs> I feel for you in so many, like, you know, like, I know you so well that jealousy doesn't come into it. It's like, fuck, I envy the food you're eating right now in Japan. Get that <laughs> down my throat. <laughs> like in that kind of way. But no, I don't, we don't have the weirdness and the jealousy and the competition and the bullshit like that. It's so rare. Yeah, it is. I love that for us. Yeah. What's something you yeah. want to leave behind in 2023? Oh, before I do that, I just want to say couples therapy in for 2024. Yes. in with the couples therapy, 100. More of that. Hey, so I was going to say my, my what? That's my, they're my favourite times with you. Like yeah, I feel like same. we go, like, yes, it's so intense during the couples therapy, but okay. like from a business perspective and like work-wife perspective, it's the best shit ever for us. Like, it's so funny. We leave the therapy sessions and we're like, are you okay? Like, is, is everything all right? And, like, we really, like, check in with each other. And- oh, I'm like, she better give me a fucking hug after this shit. I'm open to cuddles after this. <laughs> this has been gnarly. Yeah, we definitely check in and make sure. But it, it's the best thing that we've ever done as business partners. Like, we, if we never did the Dr. Trav episode or if we never did our little therapy session two weeks ago, we would not be doing a podcast next year. Oh, I can tell you I that much. I can so, we just be a, doing a pod, podcast on the rocks next year? <laughs> <laughs> just be a shit show. I have a question for you, Chloe. What's been your favourite episode of this year? Like your highlight episode? What guest mm. or what episode did you just love the best? I think... My, one of my favourite episodes was the one that we did with Cece, the fertility therapist episode. I really loved that one. And I really loved all the episodes towards the end, the one that we just did with Marcus Pierce about um, longevity and the the blue zones. And then the one with last week's episode with Hugh about how to be happier. Like, I feel like we definitely improved so much as the year went on and like our last couple of episodes have definitely been our strongest ones yet so the the back end of this year for sure has been a highlight for me when it comes to recording yeah 100% agree my favorite ones are when we're together we did a few really funny ones in LA in like April May the Dr. Trav one and then we did some together over there which were just fun like I just remember thinking this is really fun this is why I like this job and that sisterhood we one yeah, we just did the other week like that was probably one of probably my favorites favorite like that gave me Vibes when you and me first started out this show and we were doing it every day in your home office and we were just high on life because it was so fun. We were laughing, having so much banter and we were in the same room and that's what makes us us when we can feed off each other when we're in the same room. Like we're doing this one remotely right now for me. It's just not it. It's just not it when we're doing it remotely. We are so good and connected when we're in person together and those are my favourite episodes. But sometimes you just, we can't make it happen and that's just the way it is. (laughs) Oh, I actually asked everyone, I wanted funny Christmas stories and um, I didn't get that many really, really, really funny ones, but I'm just going to read out one fucking really short, hilarious one that I got that I just loved and I thought, bloody go off, sis. So she goes, (laughs) one time on Christmas, I gave my ex-boyfriend coal wrapped up in front of his entire family and then I dumped his ass and left because he'd just cheated on me. So rather than just dumping him when he cheated, she waited until Christmas Day to sit in front of the family getting presents from under the tree. So he's opening his present going, what's this? Oh, my God, I'm such a lucky little boy. 
And then he's opening it up and he's just getting fucking cold for Christmas. And then she just dumps his ass in front of the family on Christmas Day. What a queen. I love that. I'm going to take note for next, nah, next time I get cheated on. <laughs> nah, but that's gold. I love that shit. I've done like awkward things in the past where I've like given someone a present and then someone else in the room is like, bro, I gave that to you last year for Christmas and I've like re-gifted it to someone else. Like, lol. Good old re-gifting. But yeah, that one was pretty funny. Did you think that was funny, Chloe, or you didn't think it was funny? <laughs> yeah, it was pretty funny. <laughs> I, I don't know. I honestly, I was reading through some of those, and I was just like, "This is your, this is your, this, this is my is segment," bit. and it lasted two seconds. So enjoy <laughs> that. Love you guys. Hey, everyone. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Go and donate to Life Charity Focus because they're amazing and spoil some kids for Christmas. Have an epic holidays and all that shit. And, and thanks. keep listening because we've got episodes going out every week until we're back. Yeah, Carly, our producer's going to randomly throw out episodes during the break. So that's Some really best And just like a big honest to God thank you to everyone. Like we've had a massive year and yet yeah, it's all because of you guys. Obviously wouldn't be here. And thanks for all the support for our charities and the donations and the merch. And yeah, you guys are so epic and we're so grateful to have you as our listeners. And we're really excited for 2024 to have you guys back. And we will be back better than ever. And stay tuned over the break because there will be some funny things coming out. And I'm excited to hear them myself oh. because I haven't yet heard them from Carly. So <laughs> stay tuned, guys. We love you so much and we'll speak to you soon. I love you guys Bye. so much. Love you, Chloe. Love you, Carly. Ditto. Peace out 2023.